body of Christ is about to rise and shine because the light of God is on your life and there has to be a place where I am given over to this so just go to Psalms 110 with me I guess I'm going to start there and put your thumb in Romans 8 and I'm probably not going anywhere else but I really felt this morning all weekend I was having a hard time. Usually I don't, well, I just did a three-part series, so I knew what I was preaching. That series have an advantage, too. I know what I'm preaching the next week. But I don't usually do a series, and I just felt like the Lord, I just felt the weight of God on, on me this week. I felt like his presence was heavy, and I'm like, God, what are you doing? And then even this morning, I, was, I came to a couple times where I was overwhelmed, and I'm like, overwhelmed in a good way like about to cry like I could feel the weight presence and the glory of God just brooding and maybe I don't know maybe I was thinking about my salvation yesterday and being grat the gratitude of me coming to Christ out of deep steep addiction and being just lost just completely lost even though I knew who the Lord was and he showed up at particular times in my life I still walked away and still got lost in sin and still did my own thing and, and was you know the finally he he got me but listen he came to find me so when I say this God's looking for people He's searching. His eyes are looking to and fro throughout the earth. He's looking for those who are, are loyal to him. But he's also, the Bible says that he doesn't want any to perish. And so when I started thinking about my, 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 the Lord healing me of addiction, the Lord uh, just delivering me from a, a lifestyle of just, just crazy, out of control life. Just. And the Holy Spirit came into my life. He met me. And delivered me and I started getting overwhelmed because I, I was thinking about the times. Because throughout from 11, took 10 years, 11 to about 22, he was chasing me. And I was ignoring him. Or I'd get, you know, I'd get a little interested. But then you know how the seed of God, it gets stolen by birds and all those things and so the spirit of God but this this brought me to my to the thought this morning because I was overwhelmed with the fact that God we've got all these things that are opening up and I'm still dissatisfied got a, a, a beautiful building we're about to move, move into and it still feels empty. Got amazing things that are being set up and set in place. I promise you, come Tuesday, you'll hear more. I'm not going to leave it here, right? I'm not going to leave it to the greater congregation. I'm, I'm going to let God draw. If you can't come, just text me or message me. But I really feel like there's good things... It's overwhelming how good it is, yet I'm still like, God, what is it? 
And he said it's the manifestation of the sons of God. And so we can have massive buildings filled with people because, listen, it's, it's not helped America yet. I'll use Mar Mario Murillo's quote. The church has to go from Sesame Street back to Azusa Street. It has to happen. Because we've dumbed everything down and there's no power. And the Lord wants to release great power, like that great grace that was in Acts chapter 5 with the apostles, where they were sharing bread, where they were gathering together, where they couldn't help but eat, breathe, and, 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 and just go after the lost. They were, just, they were on a mission, and nothing else mattered. And, and you're like, well, we live in America, and we got life, and we got mortgages, and we got all these things, and we do. But I'm telling you, if you put God first in all things, watch what happens. And I'm not saying be weird. I'm talking about give yourself wholly to the mission of God in your life. Because some of us are not going to step into the fullness and the prosperity and the increase and all the things that God I say When I say prosperity, I mean the, the power of God hitting your life. Because when the power of God hits your life, you watch what happens. I promise you there's going to be an, an ignition of things that you've never understood, never seen before as you give yourself wholly over. I love the, I love the fact that what was something was said from the worship team. It was about giving ourselves wholly to him and watching him come to us and not holding things back, not hiding, not closing things up, fully letting him in and not closing him off. There's no reason to cover up. We've all had situations in our past and God's trying to open up, open up the body of Christ so that we're free. You're free from each other. You're free from all the things around you. Come on. I will read scripture eventually. But I just feel like there's something that the Lord is trying. There was a groan inside of me this morning that the Lord was like, you want to see the manifestations of the sons of God in the earth. And that is you. That's you in the earth. That's the body of Christ rising up with a groan even within them. Saying, oh God. Will you come and do what you've done in the past? We are willing. We are volunteers. We are absolutely given over. We're, we're living sacrifices in the day of your power. Psalm 110. It says, we are living. We are those that are without, without hindrance. Psalm 110 says this, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. The Lord shall send the rod of your strength out of Zion. Rule in the midst of your enemies. <laughs> and I just want to encourage us. Listen, God has your enemies and your family's enemies under his feet. It's not about you. It's about him. It's about him rising like a drunken warrior. Arising in the land and arising through you and becoming the mighty man, the one that's woken out of a drunk. I have to go back to that because we, that, that was all of Tuesday's prayer meeting. It was powerful. And God is wanting to show up in that fresh way again in your life. He's not coming as a little lamb. He's not coming in a manger anymore. He's coming as the true and living king 
that will put every enemy under his feet and every one of your enemies under his feet. Do you understand that? And so that means sickness, disease, and all these things will be under the feet of Jesus. And it says, it says this, your people shall be volunteers in the day of your power. One of my favorite, this whole section, Psalm 110 is one of my favorite psalms. In the day of your power, in the day when you show up, we will be volunteers. We won't be, we won't be sitting back. We won't be waiting for something. Some of, when power comes, it knocks the sleepiness off your life. You haven't been touched by power if you're still sleepy. No, I'm telling you, you have not been touched by the power of God. If you're still sluggish, if you're still, there's things that are in the way. And this is the thing. Lord, get everything out of the way so that you can touch me by your power, so that you can touch me by your strength, so that you can touch me and I will rise up to be the person that I've been called to be. Not in striving, it's because you can't do anything else. It's the inner man inside of you that will rise up. It's the exceeding greatness of his power that we talked about last week. It's that abundance that's inside of you, rising up and coming out of you. He will not stop and he will not relent. He only stops when we stop. And if you think you're going to get him intellectually figured out into what, what the body of Christ looks like, what, 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 what's happening in the earth, if you think that it's, you're going to figure it out in your theology, get rid of it and trash it. I promise you because he's doing it his way and, and he's the only way. And not that I don't have, I, you have sound doctrine. If you read your Bible, if you're in the Word, the, the Word gets inside of you. You know what's Him and you know what's not Him. And that's why we don't have discernment in this hour. That's why we're getting busted up and broken up. And I'm telling you, it is. There's a mission to bring the church out of, sim, of like ridiculous, dumb downness to the simplicity of who God is in all of His power. And so it says, your people shall be volunteers. We will be ready. You will be ready. I prophesy over you, you will be ready. You won't be shrinking back in the day of his power. You'll be ready. You'll be on the front lines. Remember David, because David left. He said, I can't wear this crazy armor you're trying to put me on. So that, that's one lesson we don't even need to go into. But he left and he ran at the Philistine. He ran at the giant. Who's running at giants in this place? I'm not mad. I'm asking you, are you running at the giants? Is the church running at the giants? Are we ready to go after the, the, the big things that are in the way of America? It's, more, it's not a political thing. It's about going after God. Going after all that he's doing. Going, going for it full on without, without reservations. In the beauty of his holiness. In the beauty of holiness and from the womb of the morning. You have the dew of your youth. Let me just stop there for a second. God wants to give you the energy of heaven. Look at me. I don't care what age you are in here. Some of you are way younger and you have a lot less energy than I do. 
I'm not just saying. Just saying. Right? Do you see those moves up here? Not me. Come on. Mark Mateg's got some moves, man. Got some energy. Come on, you need to be, God wants to energize your life and pull you out of the sluggish things that keep you held back from what God wants you to do. And again, I'm not, it's not about, I won't even go there. I'm not going to correct, I'm not going to give you a, another line behind that because we get stuck in striving and it is not striving. When you're energized by God, go, go ahead, catch me. Catch me if you can. Seriously. Because we make excuses for why we don't want to do things. And it's nothing other than you're not motivated. And the Lord has, it's because you, really, the Lord, I'm waiting for a word from the Lord. The Lord says go. That's two-thirds of the gospel. Two-thirds of his name, sorry. Right? So just listen to me and come into this place where we love the purity of God. And in the womb of the morning, that means there's a dawn breaking over the earth. There is a true awakening happening. There is the, we are in the womb of the morning right now. And you are going to be a volunteer that steps into the things of God in this hour. I promise you that if you, if you ask the Lord, Lord, what do you have for me? What does it look like? And you get into a place of prayer. If you posture yourself in a place of prayer, in that place where I just said, if I'm in a place of, pure, of poor in spirit. See, the problem is we think we know it. Our minds, we think we know everything. And I can tell you right now, I don't know anything. I don't. All I know is him and him crucified and his resurrection. That's all you, really, it's, want to dumb down, want to dumb it all down? Because you, everyone in this room has to come into a positioning with the Lord where you're knowing him greater every day. That means you embrace suffering. That means you embrace the things that are hard. That means you go and you move into things that when you, you feel like you, it, it just doesn't, no, it doesn't feel right. It's not comfortable. God wants you not comfortable. Uh-huh. God does not want you comfortable. Ever. Ever. I, I believe that. I believe that. There's always something higher. There's always something greater. There's always something else that he wants to bring you into. And then it says this. You are a priest forever. And the order, we're back to the order. This is your order. The new order you're in. There's a new world order. <laughs> It's the order of Melchizedek. <laughs> it's the order where we're walking in this beauty and, and, in the, and in a priesthood that is kingly and is just completely given over to him. Completely consecrated. Listen, there's no room. There's no room for sin. What's sin? Unbelief. There's no room. Because the rest of the things that we call the fruit of sin come from that place where we don't believe God. We don't trust him. We don't listen to that. It's where you don't trust God. Because you don't believe him. Listen, if this word, if this word says it, 
than you've been given it. The word says it. And so he gets into all this thing and he says that the do of you, I've sworn that I and will not relent. He will not stop. Listen to me. He will not stop until he finds a people that will be willing in the day of his power. He won't stop. So what does that look like? And there was, there's been this, this groan inside of me. There's this, and, and that's what led me to Romans chapter 8 because I felt like there is a groan inside of every one of you. You're either listening to the groan or you're not. And there's a cry. There's a cry that's inside of you. And, and when God doesn't show up and he doesn't do the things that you thought he was going to do, you get discouraged and you think he's not working, but I'm telling you he's working. He's working. So just go to Romans 8 with me. And I just want to give some context because I feel like I was trying to figure out where I was going to start. But we'll start in verse 12. And I'm going to read quite a bit of a portion, but I'll kind of run through it. It says, Therefore, brethren, we are, we are, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if the Spirit, but if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. We'll just stop there for a second. Paul says this. He says, we are debtors. Means you don't owe anything. You don't owe any religious, religious act. You don't owe any act of the flesh to come into this sonship. Those that are sons, those that have, which is every person in this room, every woman is a son. Every man, you're a bride. Right? So here's the deal. I want you to just look at this with me because you are not in debt to anything else other than the Spirit of God. And he's the one that gave himself up for you that you might have eternal life. So I started thinking about what is my debt to the Spirit of God. And it's not religious. Come on. What is my debt to the Lord for the goodness, for the great things that he's done in my life, for the amazing works that he's done in my life? What is my debt to him? It's like you can't pay him. You can't do it. You can't pay him. You can't do one thing. You can't be good enough. You can't do enough miracles. You can't speak enough tongues. It doesn't matter. What you do, it'll never be enough. So what does that do? That should take a yoke off of you right there. There's nothing you can do. That's the truth that Paul was trying to get. You're not in debt to anything of the flesh. You can't do. There's nothing in your flesh that can do anything to please God. But you believing him pleases him. Because it says without faith, it's impossible to please him. So that's why we were given the blessing of Abraham 
Father Abraham, he gave us this amazing blessing. And through the blessing, we become sons because it's by the faith of Abraham that you believe that Jesus Christ is Lord and that every other, every other thing bows down to that name. There is no other name. This is the problem. We think there's another name. Oh, there's something else that's going to help me get through this. There's not. Every issue of psychosis, every demon, every health issue, I'm glad for the doctors. You know, God's given us doctors. But they can tell you the situation, and then you better learn to pray. Because I'm, I'm dealing with the medical, <laughs> the medical system right now. It's not, it's not good. They are practicing medicine. But we know the great physician. So there has to be a place where you come into faith. And so there's not going to be a drug that takes care of my arthritis. There's not going to be something that's going to, it might take away some of the pain. But I'm telling you, there's a miraculous movement inside of you, living inside of you, and it's the light of God and it's the Spirit of God because you're a son of God. And you are a son of the Spirit of God, right? And so, as many who are led by the Spirit, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive what? A spirit of bondage. There he goes again. You're not in bondage to a law. You're not in bondage to a religion. You're not in bondage to anything that will keep you stuck and trying to work your way and trying to get yourself to God because God's with you. He's already in you. You cannot be denied the presence of God because it's already inside of you. He's already inside of you. The spirit, the same spirit that raises dead bodies is inside of you. The same spirit that opens every deaf ear is inside of you. The same spirit that casts out every demon in this plaza is in you. Oh, they're around. Hopefully they're just not in the building. If they are, then we'll deal with that, but. But I love this because we've been given this spirit of adoption. And every one of you in this place has been given this spirit of adoption. And I want you to listen to me because Holy Spirit wants you to get in and break free from any bondage. Where you're yoked to something else that tries to make you feel important. That tries to bring you into some type of, I've earned my place in the kingdom. Blessed are the blessed are the, what the poor in spirit, for theirs is what. Mm. Can't get away from that today. If we are poor in spirit, that means I humble myself, right? I I humble myself. I get before the Lord. I may not sound sometimes humble up here. I know. Because we're supposed to walk in some type of boldness. God's supposed to put a boldness on your life that you don't shrink back from the things of darkness that come against you. God puts a life inside of you, his life inside of you, so that you walk free from any other bondage. From that orphan spirit, you've been adopted. Everyone in this room, you've been adopted into the kingdom. And so by the adoption, I receive what? All of the inheritance of God. And he wants to break off this 
poverty mindset because it's all intertwined with doing works. It's a poverty mindset that I can't get it unless I do this. It's a poverty mindset that thinks I'm not deserving or I have to strive or I have to even fast. And I'm all about fasting. Look at me. How many have the Holy Spirit in this room? How many are not in this room? Okay. <laughs> Just checking. <laughs> How many have the Holy Spirit in this room? Lift them way up high. You do. All right? And that spirit inside of you bears witness. That the Spirit of God is dwelling inside of you. And that you don't, you don't get, you don't, you're, you're an heir. You're an heir. By the very Spirit of God that's inside of you. It's the Spirit of God inside of you that bears witness. It testifies inside of you. My question to you today is, is that which is inside of you bearing witness? Is, it, is there a groan inside of you that desires to go into deeper places with Abba? Is there, a, is there something inside of you? Because that's what's happening with me today. That's what ha was happening yesterday. Everything's calmed down, right? <laughs> I, you know, three family members get hit with sickness or, 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 ang or some type of accident. I'm good, right? Took six weeks, but we're there. And then everything quiets down. And I'm like, okay, God, what's happening? And then all of a sudden, boom, boom, things start popping. And guess what? Let me just tell you this. Because of, I wasn't trying to work something up and trying to perform in front of you for four weeks. I can tell you every week I came, I came up the same way. I don't know what the Lord did. He just got rid of my notes in three weeks. It was a crash course on preaching without notes. For me. And that's why. Why? Because he wants to speak from his spirit to my spirit. He wants to speak from himself to yourself. He wants to get rid of all the things that, because we put filters on everything. If I write notes, I've got a filter. It's just me. Sometimes I'll come up with an outline. But I'm telling you, it's not even about that. It's about me coming in, and I promise you, there's been a, a season. We're in a season. It's an awesome season. It's called He Pummels You and causes you to be so weak, you don't know which way's up. Look at me. I'm preaching good right now. I, I promise you that when we get into this place of weakness and lowly of spirit and we're without any more strength and we've got nothing left and we are tapped, that's when God shows up because there's a reservoir that's already inside of you that moves through you and can be just release miracles you don't even know and actually causes favor to come to you. And you don't even know what's going You don't even know. Like the centrifugal force is so intense you don't even know you're so dizzy. Come on, I tried to get Ronnie dizzy earlier. It wasn't working. He wouldn't cooperate. There has to be a place where we give the Lord what's due to him.
That means all of everything where I'm weakness, where I'm weak and I'm frail, he comes in. That's what sons do. That's what daughters do. When he he can show up anytime, when you least expect it, let him show up. Because he's trying to show up in the everyday thing. I know we like the, the, the meetings and the and all that stuff, and I want the Lord to show up here powerfully, but I'm telling you, there has to be a place where we are surrendered. God, I don't know what else to do. It's that, it's that cry of, of um, who was it? The king that was in the middle of nowhere, and he said, we don't know what else to do. I can't remember the king. He's in Kings with Elisha. He didn't know what else to do, but the Lord sent the armies of heaven to win that day. And so here's what we have to do. I'm telling you, there is supernatural help all around you. Listen to me. And God is trying to get into your heart so that he can remove the things that are in the way of him moving with a free flow reservoir in your life. I can have all the training, and I've had plenty of training. <laughs> Trying to get my way through a prophetic class that I never finished. Help me, Jesus. Still not done. But I want you to just, you are a joint heir with Christ. That means everything that Jesus Christ did on the earth, you've been given the authority to do right here, right now. He wrote this to the Romans, not to the archbishops, not to the apostles and the prophets. No, it's an apostle. It's an apostolic father telling the church, this is what you were created to do. You were created to live in sonship. You were created to live in this close proximity to the Father that he just, he's allowed to come in and just mess you up and destroy your plan and come in and blow favor on your life when you least expect it. Like after he's tapped you out of patience. No, I'm telling you, that's my story this week. Like at the end of the, the, the building process, I will tell you this. I'm like, whatever. At the beginning, I'm like, come on. <laughs> By the end, it's like, whatever, Irie, you know. <laughs> I'm kidding. But I'm not kidding. It's true. I'm just like, whatever. I can't do anything. I can't move, man. I pray upside down and backwards. Pray standing on my head. It doesn't help. <laughs> Seriously, and, and the Lord move everything out of the way in a day. Like in a day. Like even to the bitter end, like I don't even know if we could, you know, I'm announcing that we're going like last week, and I don't even know that we had fullness on the, like I didn't have a bank agreement yet. I'm like saying it. Am I lying? No, I'm declaring it. I'm just like, no, this has to happen. How could it go this long? So we say that, right, for the, for the next level of what God wants to do, just down the street, just around the corner. 
close proximity to this place. We just got to get the cloud over there. <laughs> kidding. You bring the cloud. But I'm not kidding because we have to, like, saturate it with worship. Saturate it with prayer. Over, oh, do a, a complete, not a drive-by oil. We need to go around that whole parking lot and dump oil. Jesus. And watch what the Lord does because I know that we, we're, we're positioned for God to just bring a total, total turnaround in what we've even seen over the last five years. Even over the last two years. And it's been good. It's been a good run and God's been showing up. But I'm just encouraging you here today. I'm ready now to my text. I'll keep going. Ready? Verse 18. For I consider that the sufferings at this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory which he, he shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of creation eagerly awaits the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to fertility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope. Because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. Listen, this is some of the most powerful verses in Scripture. And I have to say, the, the, the Lord is going to do powerful things in your life as you continue to wait on Him and allow Him to turn you and continue to transform you into a beautiful son of God. But there, I'm telling you, ask, we're going to ask the Lord for the groan at the end. Because the Lord wants to release a groan in your life. Where is the groan? The groan comes in the inner man. I'm telling you, there's been times when I've gone into prayer over this last season where I could feel like it was almost like a, 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 something was stuck into my gut and turned. And I'm telling you, it was the Holy Spirit. It wasn't some excruciating thing I was trying to, you know, conjure up with the Lord. It was the burning, burning presence of God going deep inside of me. And God is available for every person. I've gone into deep, dark places with the Lord. Like, wow. And he wants to pull you into a place where your life is completely subjected to those moments. Do you want the, the, the intercessor to come upon your life? I don't care if it's in the middle of them all. No, I'm serious, right? We have to be willing. God, what are you doing right now? I feel you. I sense you. Something's happening. It's about being totally sensitive to what the Holy Spirit's doing. It's not about a moment on a stage or, 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 or some type of event that we're hosting. It's good we do events. It's okay. It's good. But I'm telling you, God wants a people that are ready and willing in the day of his power. He's looking for the sons that have the cry inside of them that says, Oh, God, what are you going to do? Father's Day in Brownsville was a groan from... Pastor Kilpatrick, in those years before, that was like, God, I've done everything I can do. Will you just pour out your spirit? Maybe, I, maybe I've got it wrong. I don't know. Where, you know, and the church was doing good. Church was flowing. But he knew that there was a place, and that's, I feel like that's the same thing that I'm sensing right now. I feel like God's going to pour out something for us. 
for us as a corporate body that's going to ignite something in your life, that's going to change you. Listen, when you, I know when people are touched by the presence of God. I know because they don't, they don't do things the same. It's not same old. I can tell when you're on fire for God and when you're dead. Talking to him because he's on fire. Do you understand what I'm saying? There has to be a place where the Lord is pulling us and drawing us and deep calls under deep. The depths of God call you. The depths of, of the call of God is coming over the entire nation, but Lord, let it start here. And I've got friends that are, that are going for it, and they're going after it, and I watch this, and I watch God exploding in places, and I'm like, God, do it here. It's the earnest it's the earnest expectation. What are we expecting? What do you expect? <laughs> what are you expecting from the Lord? What are we asking Him for? And it totally has to come outside of ourselves because if I'm thinking about me and, and the ministry, I'm, it's all wrong. If I'm thinking about putting butts in the seats, it's wrong. I'm serious. Yeah, we want the seats filled and we want the harvest to come in. But listen, we want an army that is willing. We want an army. <laughs> That's not domesticated. We want an army that still smells the wild. We want an army that still can go out and look, and we don't, like, choose who we want to minister to. We just want the clean people in here. We just want the rich people in here. We just want the homeless in here. Whatever it is, Lord, would you take... Every place that we set up walls and we set up parameters for how you want the harvest to look. I'm telling you, the Lord is coming and he's going to mess up your stuff. And all you have to say is, come on. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Listen, there's favor. There's favor that's coming. This favor that has to happen. This favor. It says, for we know that the whole creation groans and labors with, with birth pangs together, together until now. God wants to release the spirit of unity. Do you hear me? A spirit of unity. The spirit of God that moves together and moves with one motion and moves with the fear of the Lord. 
Not only that, but we also, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves grown within ourselves, eagerly waiting for adoption, the redemption of our body. For we were saved with this hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hope for what he sees? But we hope for what we do not see. And we eagerly wait with perseverance. I'm telling you, today, today's the day. Today's the day. God is looking. God is looking for those who are eagerly waiting with perseverance. What does perseverance look like? Perseverance looks like our lives are being completely shattered and changed by the presence of God. Our lives are given wholly to the gospel. Our lives are given completely over to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Our lives are not looking at what, what does it look like? What, what, what does the body of Christ look like? I can't get along with my brother next to me. There are things that are happening. Listen, right now, I'm telling you, the Spirit of God is wanting to break out and break through, and there has to be a place of perseverance. I'm telling you, with all my might, I feel like jumping on a chair. I, with all my might, I can't tell you that I want to see, and you will see in this region, I prophesy it over your life, that you won't be afraid to do what God called you to do. You won't be trying to think what it looks like. And it doesn't have to be a work of some sort. It has to be by the Spirit. Why? Because you are the sons of God. Because you are the daughters of God. You are kings and you are priests. And you are of a different order. You are of a different order. You don't belong where you, be, you are right now. I'm telling you, I had to do it. I just had to do it. There has to be a place. It's not the Lord above people. I'm telling you, let's just, let's be afraid of what God might do. Me, I'm nothing. It's nothing. A man's voice is nothing unless the Spirit of God comes upon a man. And let us be that people that are prophesying like those that prophesied with Saul, right? There's a company of prophets that when people come in, that there's an atmosphere that changes and shifts people. That when they walk through the door, they sense the presence of God. And they do already. But let it increase, God, so that when the harvest comes, people are changed and transformed and broken. Come on. Broken. Broken. You have to be broken to change. If there's, no, if there's no place where you feel the pressing and you feel the, like the crushing of God, I know we don't like this. This is not popular preaching in America. I don't care. It's, we've been, uh, there's been a line been given to the, to the greater America that you're going to have a nice life and a nice wife and it's going to be great. And that may be true. But there's nothing about the, the cross. 
There's nothing about the resurrection power moving. I got people trying to talk me and tell me tongues aren't for today. Healing happens sometimes. I'm like, you better not go to Liberty University anymore. I know, he left. It's not my son. Someone else I know. I just said Liberty University. Great. Yeah, it's all good. I'm telling you, the Lord is wanting to come in power. And it's the day of his power. I need help so that we can end this thing. Holy Spirit, come. Come on, stand with me. I want to just encourage you right now in these moments. As we're gathering, as, we, as we're standing, and we're just going to cry out. Ask for the cry. You've got to ask for the cry of God in your life. You've got to ask for the cry. And you say, some, and, and the, listen, I'm preaching every week, I'm praying every week, and I still feel like, God, I don't have enough. Holy Spirit, come and mess me up. Disturb my life. I'm not talking about the enemy. I'm talking about God disturbing my life. Are you allowing the Lord to disturb your life or you bring, or are you making a cocoon so he can't touch you? Mm. Are you building a fortress so that he can't touch you? I'm telling you, he wants in, and he wants to be all in. So let's just raise our hands. Come on, happy Father's Day. <laughs> Holy Spirit, we just thank you right now. Lord, would you hover over this place? I thank you that you do. But Lord, we're asking for the ever-increasing glory, Lord. Shake off the places, God, where we're, we're despondent to your presence. Father, shake off every area that keeps us in a little bit of a fog, that keeps us consumed with the things happening around us. Lord, move us. I thank you, Father, for sonship in this place. Lord, I thank you for the spirit of adoption in this place. Lord, I thank you that we're finding our way in the midst of being pressed and shaken. Lord, I thank you that you are unshakable yourself. And so when we're standing with you, we know we're in the right place. So I thank you for every person here that's in the proximity of your presence right now. Lord, would you release that fire of God that would touch, that would disturb. Lord, every prayer need in this place. Lord, light and release your fire on it. Every place where we're believing you for right now, God. Let there be a corporate release. Let there be a breakthrough right now. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you that you are, you are the son 
that came and we, we are, we're co-heirs with you. And Lord, everything that's been given to us in the kingdom comes from you. And we partake with you. We are partakers of your divine inheritance in our own lives. Help us, Jesus. to do, not just in these moments, but in a big picture ahead. I thank you, Father, for what you're about to do. I thank you for stepping in to our world. <laughs> Come on, just invite him to step into your world right now. Say it out loud. Lord, I invite you to step into my world. Whatever it looks like, God, would you come and would you step into my life in a new way, Lord? I've not experienced this before. Lord, put the groan inside of me. This is the declaration that has to come from you. What kind of declaration is coming from the inner man? Are, are we whining about the things that are happening? Are we whining about politics? No, Holy Spirit, Lord, let us have a groan that pulls us, pulls the deep things of God towards us, pulls us into the depths of who you are. breaks us out of every limitation breaks us out of the places where we feel like we lack God move us in move us in 